0: I'm a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestle Club podcast. I'm Aaron Nix. Now, joining me today is someone who you no doubt will recognize a crown jewel, a diamond in the rough, so to speak, and somebody I'm very excited to chat to because. He is no doubt going to be one of the biggest stars in British independent wrestling. I, of course, refer to the wonderful man in the other screen that is Danny Black. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Stop it, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. My pleasure, mate. My pl- I'm, I'm thrilled, I really am, honestly. um, Didn't have much of a chance to chat beforehand, just wanted to get right to it, but... uh you've already exploded onto the scene as a big star it feels and obviously quite a few people will be like hey that's that guy from progress wrestling that's on the wwe <laughs> network which is pretty pretty sick to be fair but for the small amount of people who live under a rock and don't understand who danny black is maybe you want to give us just a quick uh, brief rundown of who danny black is and what he brings to the table
1: oh um Danny Black the nickname is the kid without fear I've uh based a lot of my character and stuff off comic books I'm a big comic book fan so I based like my whole aesthetic and the nickname and that off Daredevil from Marvel Comics um and yeah the characters are something I've been working on over lockdown actually because before I didn't really have like a character per se I had the nickname but I felt like it didn't have much like consistency behind it it was just like oh he does flip so he's a kid without fear like he'll probably do a dive that's about it but like i wanted to so i've been trying to work on especially on the tapings for progress is more of the, the character side of it uh taking inspiration from people like uh, darby allen uh people like that where they just like have no fear <laughs> of anyone they're in the ring with and they don't have to do flips to show that you know
0: the um the Daredevil character is Daredevil your favorite character in Marvel? Um, he's definitely up there. I'd say probably probably Spiderman is my favorite of all time, but yeah, Daredevil's definitely up there. What do you think about the um the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie? <laughs> it's been ages since I've seen
1: it. I, I think I've only seen it once when I was like proper young, so I don't have that much of a memory of it. I mean, I probably thought it was cool when I was young, <laughs> but what I've heard that people series, don't mean? like it
0: the tv series yeah i
1: love
0: it, series. Yeah, the series so good yeah no i am um, we'll we have plenty of tangents and talk about superheroes because that's definitely my jam of wrestling's boring mate nobody wants to talk about that um yeah. <laughs> the um i mean it you know i obviously i've got the boring questions you know how does danny black get into wrestling and stuff like that but a lot of people want to know what it's like being a part of the new progress wrestling because it's kind of been reformed reshaped there was a lot of issues involving speaking out obviously and they've completely yeah. reformed their for lack of a better term their kind of structure to suit a much more safeguarded environment um how has it been being on set for those and also how cool is it to know that you're kind of enshrined now in the wwe network forevermore it's insane man uh, when i uh, got the initial email. Uh,
1: to be a part of it I was just like I didn't think it was real (laughs) because progress was always like one of my main goals to be on a main show because I've done a pre-show before for them Mm. but to be on like a main chapter show was like a massive goal of mine and I just didn't think it was going to happen this soon (laughs) Uh, so yeah being a part of it is insane and like the tapings have been so good like literally I didn't really know many people on the roster like well because uh, a lot of them are from up north, so I only met them like a couple times on a couple shows here and there. Well, some of them I've never met before. But especially after now we've done two lots of tapings, it literally just feels like a massive family. Like, I love everyone there. So, yeah, it's insane to be a part of. And the fact that I can, like, go on the WW Network app and see my face is just insane. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was I was pretty I was really chuffed about that. And like one of the biggest arguments I've always said, uh, well, not so much arguments, but one of the biggest statements I've made on this podcast is that people really should go and watch local British independent wrestling because you don't know when people are going to be mega stars. You know, one minute I'm seeing Danny Black in the Resistance Gallery, next minute I'm seeing him on the biggest platform in terms of streaming in wrestling history. So that shows you right there, the capabilities of how quickly wrestlers can jump from one place to another. Um, Now that you're on progress, now that you're being seen by a worldwide audience, does it make you want to uh, jettison yourself further, take that next stepping stone and maybe become part of like the WWE roster or even other major rosters around the world?
1: Yeah, of course, that's always a goal, but I'm in
0: no rush, to be honest.
1: Like, um, progress was my main goal for a long time, and I'm there now, and I have no intention of, like, not being there anytime soon. I love being there, so I just want to do that as much as possible. And then when shows start reopening with crowds, I just want to be as many
0: places as possible. They still allow you to work um, plenty of shows, don't they? Like, progress doesn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, like, our good... I was yeah, concerned. No we weren't to get gonna get to see you, so I was like, Oh man, I've got a progress now. <laughs> the um but yeah, yeah, I'm not allowed to do anything. Awesome, man. Yeah, no, no, that's that's really exciting because I think there is kind of like a stigma, and I think people think, Oh, if you're on progress, that means you're now under the WWE umbrella, so you're not allowed to do right. anything else, and that's not actually the case. I think people need to relax and just you know enjoy wrestling a bit more. Um <laughs> so yeah let's all right let's get the boring stuff out of the way how does Danny Black first get into wrestling because people won't realize just how insanely young you are I'm very enviable of your position because I decided that I'd start training at 33 which was a stupid idea and that's why I feel very old and very sore all the time um but obviously you've started from a much younger age and already see you already seem to be on your way to becoming a megastar mate so where does it all begin (laughs) for you?
1: Well, I just want to say quickly, Batista didn't start training until he was 30, did he? And DDP, so yeah, DDP
0: was 35 up, when he started, so yeah, and that's yeah, I'm 36 now. You got a head start on him, yes, yeah, <laughs> although he's definitely got the body start on me, if I'm being honest. With you. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've, I've given it my best try, but uh, yeah, no, I've got a long way to go to even be even close to someone of your level, sir. So, um, no, but I appreciate that, that's very kind of you. Um, yeah, no, man, um. Tell us what, I mean, when do you first remember being into wrestling and thinking, I'm going to do that and I'm going to be bloody good at it? So, <laughs> um,
1: My first memory of wrestling was when I was really young. I think about like five or something, because my dad uh, was into wrestling when he was younger and he like dipped in and out of it. He's a like, very casual fan now. Um, well, He got more into it since I've started doing it. But before then, he was like a very casual fan. I just remember sitting in the front room one day I was really young, again, like five or something, I think. And I remember seeing RVD versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match. And that was my first memory of wrestling. And it just got me hooked instantly. It was like, those two are two of my favourite wrestlers of all time. I think two of the best wrestlers of all time. So yeah, instantly I was just hooked. And then um, I watched it until I was about, probably just going into 2nd school, I think. And then like, like most people I like dipped out of it because it wasn't cool to like it anymore um and I didn't really get back into it until like it wasn't much time until I got back into it then I started training Mm. so I got back into it around 2016 um well because my cousin's a big wrestling fan and I was around his and he was just watching Mm. one of the pay-per-views I think it was like Fastlane or something I was like oh I forgot how cool wrestling is and he was like oh yeah I didn't know independence existed as well at this time and he was like, oh, I'll show you some some stuff you might like. Can you put on um, Osprey versus Ricochet from Besser Super Juniors? And instantly it just took me back to the feeling I got when I watched RVD and Jeff Hardy. And I was like, I need to do this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the um sorry. Oi, Igor, settle down. He's he's excited to see you, to be honest. Oi! Oh, settle it. He's a foster dog. He's an absolute nightmare. Oi, Igor. What breed is he? Uh, he's a cross pug Russell, Jack Russell. Oh, do you want to be on the podcast? Come here. I love yeah. pugs. Come here. He's uh, yeah, he's an absolute night You would not expect someone of my size to have a tiny <laughs> little dog like this. Come on. Come on, say hello. There you go. There you're on the podcast now. Now you can stop making a fuss, eh? Say hello to Danny. <laughs> <Baker>. He's adorable. <laughs> he's absolutely stupid beyond belief, but he's beautiful. <laughs> How old is he? He's five and a half, and he hasn't, and his bollocks chopped, which is why he's acting up quite a lot, isn't he? And he <laughs> knows that Dad is doing a podcast, so he needs to mess around. So I don't know whether That's... to edit this out or keep it in because it'll probably get me more views. Because look at a cute dog! Look at him! Yeah, the cute dog. Click look it in the thumbnail, you know. Now go away and stop annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> he's annoying a bigger guy. draw than me. Put him in the thumbnail. He's a nightmare. Bless him. Go <laughs> to your bed. Good boy he's a donut anyway uh as i was saying before i <laughs> so rudely interrupted um also happily interrupted i guess most people are gonna be like oh that's so much better than looking at Aaron Nix." um yeah no the jeff hardy rvd ladder match that you mentioned is actually really cool because that's what got me into the more hardcore element of wrestling because before that i didn't mm. really have too much exposure to ecw and i watched that live and i was like oh my god God, like, that was sick. And also, RVD was my favorite wrestler in 2001 during the vaunted yeah. Alliance angle. Um, You mentioned Osprey and Ricochet, actually. Just as a very quick tangent, what do you think about that style? Because obviously you've implemented a lot of that style, but it comes with... There's an attitude towards it, isn't there? There's a a suggestion of, oh, that's all choreographed. And, oh, that's not real wrestling, you know, even though you're still taking the bumps, doing the drills, doing the training. What would you say to people who are still a little bit on the wary side of the more high-octane, high-paced style of wrestling? Um, I can definitely understand where they're coming from because I think a lot of
1: people can go too far in the direction of overdoing it. Mm. where they're just not doing anything else but just mindless spots like i get that and um something i've tried to do is like just not go too far in that direction cuz not only is like everyone trying to do that style now no one's as good as Osprey and Ricochet <laughs> so i'm not going to do that match better than them so i might as well like take elements from it yes mm. but put your own style with it
0: yeah, there's. I would probably argue that there's a few people who are guilty of just trying to replicate that stuff more so than putting their own style on things. And not yeah. everybody, obviously, but I understand why. It was kind of at the time the pinnacle, and obviously a lot of people remember that it spawned a rivalry with Vader, of all people, so, you yeah. know, I mean, I was there for that. That was just weird, very strange, but very cool at the <laughs> yeah. same time to be, hey, it made a lot of money, so who's complaining? Um, exactly, yeah. So, uh, when did you first start training? I started
1: training late
0: 2016
1: uh, when I was 16 years old. Uh, like I said, like it was, it wasn't that long when I started watching wrestling that I got into it. Cause I'd always like, when I was younger, I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this. But everyone says that. Mm. And then I started watching it again. I was like, I can actually do this. <laughs> like, cause that's not like a cocky thought or anything, but I was like, cause I've always been a very like physical guy, I guess like, I've, uh, when I was six or something I did taekwondo for a bit um and then from like the age of like 10 upwards I did street dance uh and I did boxing for a bit so I've always been into like physical activities yeah so I was like oh I, I could probably do this and uh, I literally just went on google and searched training schools and the, the first one that I saw was IPW in Swansea. Uh and I clicked on it and I saw Zach Sabre Jr's face and I was like oh I know that guy, so I just <laughs> literally messaged them. I was like, "Can I come?" And they was like, "Yeah."
0: That's um, that's no longer a thing now, is it? Or have they changed the the um the no. training center? Because I believe it's gone now, isn't it? IPW training center.
1: Yeah, no, it's it went through like loads of different ownerships and moved about loads of times. It hasn't been at Swanley for a while now. That was like the original place the training was uh, when I was there, uh, but it got moved about and then. Fight Nation took it over but now it's a separate thing I think to Fight Nation
0: so yeah. Yeah I did see Fight yeah because like I live kind of around the original area of where it was so obviously I remember like you know shows like um. And then they started doing uh, Unit 9 I think in Milton Keynes and stuff like that yeah. and branching out so yeah no I understand that. Um, Obviously you get to your day, do you remember what your debut match was, who you wrestled?
1: Yeah 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 <laughs> of course um, I wrestled Cuban Heat if you know him he was a an ipw guy mm. uh in a open challenge so it was like they did had this show for like the future star shows so they have like one like main event for to be the draw and then the rest of the card were like all new guys coming through the training school so the, i think the main event that day was uh matt riddle versus danny duggan which was oh, yeah. a really good match yeah <laughs> it's a sick match. Um, and yeah it was an open challenge thing and I was so nervous for that like literally when my music was playing I was behind the curtain I was shaking I could barely breathe like my mouth was completely dry but <laughs> like, I was so nervous for it but Cuban like walked me through that because I've w- got quite close to him from training he's a good friend so he was just like calming me down the whole time like it's gonna be fine yeah is Cuban still working because he's a fantastic talent He is, and um, yeah, he said like he took a break from it because he was he's doing teaching uh, Hmm. as a shoot job, and he like he did teaching on like a cruise ship, I think. So he like he took a big break from it, but he said he's gonna come back when things are on. So I look forward to hopefully working him again.
0: Yeah, Pester Informer, he's fantastic. I really like him. I'd like to get him on as well. Like, I remember seeing him at a show. Just, I'm, obviously, the, the one advantage of being old is you get to see loads and loads and loads of shows. And um, yeah, no, I remember seeing Cuban and thinking, awesome. But then again, that was obviously the same premise with you. So everybody saw you and was like, you need to get Danny Black on your freaking podcast, man. He's so good. So <laughs> it was a no brainer in that respect. Um, the rest I just room, want to say, just- as well
1: that was that was my first match but my first appearance on a show was in 2016 and it was it's so weird to say now it was in a dance-off with jack evans shane strickland and helico and leo rush
0: (laughs) christ like who's who of like the athletic wrestlers like yeah did you win because obviously street dance background you know what?
1: I think I got shamed, but there's there's no beating Jack. <laughs> Jack Evans is a different level.
0: Yeah, he's made of some sort of weird supernatural elastic that is yet to be yes. discovered by mankind. Um yeah, he's I don't know crazy.
1: How, how does it, How do you end
0: up in a situation like that where you're in a dance off <laughs> five of the most internationally renowned high flyers? Um, it was an
1: IPW show, so I was there as a trainee helping out. And we had a training session before the show with Shane Strickland uh, and the match, the main event was uh, Strickland and Rush versus Angelica and Jack Evans. And after the match, they started playing music, and having a dance off. And then they started trying to like get the audience members to come in the ring and do a dance off, but no one was going in. So I was like, I'll just go <laughs> and jumped in, started dancing. <laughs>
0: Smart oh, man, smart man. Yeah, that's that's a way to get noticed. To be fair, is um, there no footage of that by any chance?
1: Uh, yeah, there's some footage that I think one of the other trainees got on their phone. It's on my personal Facebook. I don't know if it's anywhere else. I can I can send it to you if I find it.
0: I was going to say, if you don't mind me putting it on here, I'll I'll dig it out. But obviously, I I kind of curtail to the wrestlers' needs. So obviously, if you're a bit embarrassed by losing to... Who did win this uh, vaunted dance-off, just out of curiosity? Uh, the audience one, of course, getting to witness such a historic event, but it's <laughs> <laughs> the most that that is how you get to work at places like Progress with great <laughs> like that, mate. Well done. don't suppose you are. Uh, there's a there should be a, an opening to be prime minister soon, so I would recommend <laughs> you throw yourself in the hat with an answer like that, sir. So very good, <laughs> very good stuff. Um, okay, so you know, you've got your training under your belt, you've got a debut under your belt. What was the initial goal for you? Because obviously getting to hit progress at such a young age, I don't think people realize some guys will spend, you know, over a decade working towards that. And you've been able to kind of crack a ceiling very early, which to be fair, I feel like you deserve. And it's very evident by the talent that you have. But, um, when you first kind of broke through, broke into the business, so to speak, um, what was the first initial goal? Would you say that getting to progress now has kind of blitzed any of your expectations at this point and now the is the limit? Well, I guess I had, since when I started, I had like little goals I'd set myself for
1: the year. So when I first debuted, it was just about like, um, getting on more of these trainee shows and then, uh, getting onto like a main IPW show, which I did quite quickly, luckily. Um, And then, like, as it went on, it was just about having more matches. And then I had, in 2019, I set myself a goal of uh, being a main event on a show Mm -hmm. and um, doing the pre-show for Progress. And I managed to do both of those in one weekend, (laughs) which was mad. So I had, on a Saturday, I had the main event at Triumph Wrestling with Connor Mills. And then the Sunday, I did the pre-show for Progress with Rex Armstrong.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, that was insane. Yeah, it's like it's just name dropping everywhere. Like do, do, do. These are all people <laughs> on the podcast, by the way, so I'm putting a good word for us. Um, the I was going to ask you, how has the pandemic affected you? But then you've also been afforded the opportunity to work, which a lot of guys haven't, obviously. That's the advantage of progress, having so much power behind them. And obviously with the network as well. And you've got that new setup, obviously, in London, which is, you know, at the moment doesn't have a crowd. I'm sure it will do um in the near future with the way things are hopefully going, fingers crossed. But how was it initially when the pandemic hit? Was it quite a shock to the system that, you know, things had changed so much? You know, because I saw you at Battle Pro and then all of a sudden, boom, yeah, no, now you're done. No wrestling for you. Yeah, it
1: was. It was difficult, as I'm sure it was for everyone, like both in personal life and, of course, in wrestling. Um, wrestling Wrestling-wise, it was so unfortunate, the timing of everything, because speaking of goals, my goals for last year were to have the most matches uh, I'd ever had in, like, a year's space Mm. and to have more, like, high-profile names matches. And I was on track to get in both of those goals because... um, in the when did we lock down was it march yeah march of last year march yeah so literally for the month after i, I had like 10 bookings just for that one month which was the most i'd had in a month uh, so far and like a lot of the matches were like higher profile ones like me and billy hazel meant to wrestle pretty deadly like three times <laughs> it never ended up happening <laughs> so yeah it was really annoying timing um but yeah, I've just been so lucky to be a part of progress. Like in a time when no one can wrestle, I'm getting to wrestle and on the WWE network for Progress. It's insane.
0: Is there a lot more of, uh, coming forward for you from uh, Progress? So you plan to? Uh, have they do they plan, should I say, to have you on more shows going forward?
1: Yep, uh, I'm on. I think pretty much every show that's going to air now for the next three or four shows. So we did those at the last tapings mm. and the matches i had on those are like some of my favorite matches ever i think it's literally my best work i'm so excited for them to uh release because i got to wrestle some guys obviously i can't say who <laughs> oh. um uh i got to wrestle some guys that like were dream matches for me and i'm really proud of how they went and the people i wrestled were were happy with it so i, I couldn't be happier with them i just can't wait till they release
0: yeah I um I wondered whether to cover them for our podcast I don't know if you see seen my YouTube channel there is a lot of content like I'm just mm. just never ending that's why I always look exhausted because I'm just constantly recording material and editing stuff and um yeah no it was something where I thought oh, I really want to cover that because obviously I love guys like you I'm a huge fan of Spike Trevay as well who I'm still pestering like no one's business he said he'd come on and then he sort of hasn't yet so I'm like mm. but mind, that might be <laughs> living topic. the gimmick
1: He's being a true hill
0: yeah, so obviously Danny Black is going to be a good lad and go into the Progress locker room go check out the wrestle plug lads. Like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you have far more important things to do, young man. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it is one of those things where I see that and I think that's so fucking awesome, particularly for someone like yourself. Because like you say, uh, the pre-show for Progress is kind of like a... It's like a rite of passage, isn't it? Once you've got on there, you get that exposure and then all of a sudden it can open doors. I've had a few guys on here recently, Jordan Said, who did the pre-show, um, you know, yeah. for people, obviously, I Jordan get on very well. We've got a lot of similarities and respects and things like that, so... Um, but obviously going forward um, it's it's kind of a sensitive question so feel free to pass if you would like but obviously progress yeah. with everything that went before and everything that's obviously happened you won't delve into it too much because I don't feel like this is the correct platform and ultimately this is your podcaster um but at the same time there's still quite a large amount of people who have a shall we say, a mixed feeling towards progress and very much on the fence about not only returning to shows, but also currently watching the network product, which is a shame, obviously, because like I say, guys like yourself, really good, honest human beings like you are on this program and deserve eyeballs. Regardless of what came before, I always liken it a little bit to NXT UK. I love that product and I do watch it weekly and I cover it weekly for the channel. And I've had a few people message me, how can you watch that with everybody on so I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to ignore incredible talents like Mako Satomura and Kaylee Ray and their amazing women's division. And, you know, so many of the great young guys that are on that just because of a few Egypts, frankly, who don't deserve the time of day. Um, what would you say to people who are on the fence about progress in a more positive light? You know, it's an opportunity for you to sort of not sort of, you know, convince them, but at the same time, <laughs> let them know that this is a new era and this is a much more healthier and much more safer era for progress.
1: Yeah, I'd say like. For all the, the stuff they've got on, on Twitter and all that, after the statements they put out, like I can only go off my experience it's literally the best place I've worked. Like in terms of the guys that run it, looking after all the wrestlers, making sure we're okay, having the best facilities, the best safety measures in place mm. and just being like really good people. Like, I don't know a lot of promoters that will just like come up and hang out with the guys. And when when they put out that, uh, the first statement that didn't go down too well, mm. they literally came up to a lot of the boys and the girls and went, hey, like we realized this wasn't great uh do you have any suggestions like talk to us and they literally like included us in it it's literally like a one big family like I said Like I just love everyone there so much they're all great people and I think the product itself like it speaks for itself like you may not know a lot of the names on there but you will in the future like <laughs> the the level of talent they have is insane and you just need to like give it a chance really to to see it for yourself
0: yeah the um i think the majority of people i i think it's fair to say i I think it's about sort of 60 40 in favor of american audience for our podcast um which is Mm -hmm. going to be the case just because of the sheer size of the country and a lot of them have started watching these progress shows um which is really cool for us because you know we bang on about british wrestling all the time i've had so many great british wrestlers on. i'm very passionate about our independent scene as well i really love grassroots wrestling very much in the same way like grassroots football and I see the opportunity for growth and I, I hate the idea of completely, you know, blacklisting something based solely on the behavior of past people who've now been removed. But I think it's very unfair once you've removed the majority, if not pretty much everything that was cancerous to the nature of the business. I just think it's unfair. And ultimately, I just want more people to see guys like yourself because I don't think it's uh I don't think it's fair that you miss out on an opportunity to be seen on a worldwide brand. How's the um, the feeling of it moving to a more positive kind of aspect, I suppose, even though that wasn't really too negative and you handled it very well. Um, how has it been since the progress shows? Have you noticed a, a massive difference in how you're perceived and, you know, social media followings and things like that? Do you notice that all of a sudden you're on a much bigger radar? Uh, yes and no,
1: like initially, like, the, the pressure of it, when we was doing the tapings, the pressure of it being all its progress and it's going to be on the network. Like, for the first match I did, uh, the first NPS uh, round one, I was super nervous for it. And especially, obviously, like, all that time off, I didn't know how I was going to do in my first match back. Um, but, like, especially on the second tapings, I was a lot more comfortable and it didn't really feel like such a big deal whilst I was there because I was so relaxed and I was comfortable with all the people around me and all that. Um, but yeah, since since they've started going out, like my followers and all the social media has just gone up, like engagement's gone up like crazy. Um, and I've seen like a lot more international people messaging me and that, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, I'd say, yeah, yes and no.
0: Yeah, no, I was, I was curious because obviously you know you carry yourself so well but when you're young you know it's, you'd be forgiven for being a little bit headstrong if I was you know doing that well at that age I'd be a little bit like oh my god I am the man <laughs> it's very difficult yeah. like but then again I was a stupid young man so and it's taken me a lot longer to mature than everybody else so and now yeah, I'm
1: just no, I'm under no illusion as well like I'm going into the progress I was probably like the least known person in MPS. I'd say yeah. and like I'm fully aware of that um, I know I probably wouldn't have been in this year's NPS if it wasn't for like loads of people getting signed and there being loads of space, which is fine. Like I didn't, again, I wasn't expecting this opportunity so early. Like I did want progress main shows, but I didn't know when. Um, so like yeah, I'm. <laughs> I still feel like I'm a nobody in that locker room because everyone's like so talented and like just insanely good. Like I'm watching it from the monitor in the back and I'm like, I can't believe
0: I'm a part of this. Is there anyone in particular um, working backstage that you just look at and think, "Wow, this guy is just, or this woman uh, has got such an amazing mind"? Is it, is it kind of like, are you, is there anyone where you're still marking out a little bit and you are looking at them going, "Whoa, like that's pretty cool." I'm in mean, a lot, like I remember when I did Progress Ring Crew and I was just looking at everybody like, "Oh my god, that's him, that's him, that's her, that's you know." I was just kind of being a stupid little mark, to be honest. But making my <laughs> it was all inside. Like on the outside, I was like, "I am professional. I am here to do a job." And on the inside, I'm like, "Holy shit!" It's and Helico, I love and Helico so much, like you know, yeah, kind of we all do it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, don't, don't be fooled. Even wrestlers are allowed to mark out. Um, is there anyone? Yeah,
1: 100, who... there's um, I'd say there's three guys in particular that helped me quite a lot, and like, I'm gonna miss out some names, but because like everyone there's helped me, yeah. but the, the three main ones I'd say, uh, Cara Noir, uh, Chris Ridgeway, and Kid Lycos, like those three like are insanely good and their minds for wrestling are just like next level like I uh, um after there was a, there was a day on the tapings where Cora wasn't wrestling he was just there just hanging out backstage and uh he was like oh if you need any advice like I'll watch your match and all that and I was like yes please please watch my match and give me some feedback uh and I went back to him after and like he'll point out like so many different things you wouldn't even think of watching it back yourself and like his mind for wrestling is insane and uh yeah like and, and ridgeway helped me so much like uh just like being around them backstage uh getting advice with them and just hanging out with them they're just like really good guys so, ridgeway, so yeah and they're like
0: ridgeway three guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm sure uh yeah a lot of people would find him terrifying but he's a sweetheart in real life don't don't tell him i said that <laughs> <Okay>. um <laughs> uh but yeah like it's so useful for someone like me having those guys that are at such a high level and guys i looked up to like before i was on
0: shows like getting to be around them is just so good that's awesome man um obviously because of your age it's kind of very difficult for me to ask you you know crazy questions about experience and things like that but do you have a highlight obviously you're going to say progress is probably the highlight so far but um is there something that like people may not realize that you love a lot about british wrestling because it's very easy for me to just sit here and talk about progress and i think that's unfair because you've done a lot before that as well and you've been all around the country and you've wrestled some of the best wrestlers and I've had the opportunity to chat to other guys like Joe who obviously see you now as kind of like a benchmark for where they want to be and they look up to you now which is very cool despite your young age like all of a sudden the next generation that's right behind you is thinking I want to be like Danny Black I want to achieve something that he has achieved so well what are you most proud of as a professional wrestler um
1: that's a tough one As like obviously the the progress stuff i'm i'm super proud of it and it's like i said some of my best work is is going out on the wwe network like it's crazy and the progress name in general but i'd say like my favorite things were like before lockdown and all that was seeing uh people i trained with do so well Mm. and like getting out there getting a bigger name uh, people like Nino I'm sure you know Nino if you've been to Battle Pro same. yeah he he's so good, uh, we was literally on the same beginners course at um, Projo and now Knucklelocks oh awesome um, yeah that, that beginners course had me Nino and OJMO on it
0: <laughs> that's just unfair was, uh... the other <laughs> trainees are like oh fuck off <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah seeing, seeing people that are I personally like love training with, love working with, do well like Nino, Billy Hayes. Uh, someone I'm excited to do more tag stuff with when uh, wrestling is back on. Mm. Um, there's a guy, uh, Jay, that trains at Knuckle Locks from Wales. I think he's only been on a few shows, but he's like insanely good for his for his um, experience level. So like, a really tall guy, he can jump about like sixty foot. It's insane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a training match with him. Uh, and it was just so good. I was like, I need to wrestle you on a show. Uh, so, yeah, like, yeah, seeing the guys that haven't got as much exposure getting on more shows and people like um Joe Lando as well, Callum Newman, Maverick Mayhew, all those guys I'm really good friends with. So seeing them do so
0: well, just, I love seeing it. Yeah, I'm really excited as well because you're talking about The next generation of great wrestlers, I think there's always an argument, um, particularly since NXT UK came along that, oh, they're trying to kill the British independence team. But you've just named an entire roster's worth of talent that I could book on a show and leave to their own devices and have a world-class show. And I think that speaks volumes about the passion and also the credibility of our scene. And it's so cool to know that even at such a young age, there's a lot of people now who are like... Danny Black's like a locker room leader to us he sets a great example for a lot of us and yet obviously you know you'll be in a progress locker room and you're probably sitting there thinking I'll just be quiet because I don't want Chris Ridgway to kick my fucking head in um (laughs) which he he just always looks angry um I'm sure he is lovely but he just always looks like he's gonna murder me and I I remember walking past once I just went hi Chris and he just looked at me like don't don't speak to me I was like sorry (laughs) don't kill me sir like probably just keeping character but fair play to him um the before we get into word association which is very crucial because obviously that's kind of part of what we do is just be stupid and have a bit of fun and we don't try and take it too seriously um now that you've obviously i know you said you want to be on independent shows and things of that nature and you said that like you know you're in no rush to kind of make it to the big time uh is there anyone in particular that you're looking at on the bucket list right now thinking that I must have a match with that person as soon as possible
1: yeah there's so the, the three guys that I mentioned that I look up to backstage at Progress I want to wrestle so badly it's Kid Lycos, Ridgeweight and Cara Noir um and obviously I'd love to wrestle like so many other guys in the Progress also that I still haven't yet like um Lycos 2, Luke Jacobs, Ethan Allen uh I've wrest- I wrestled Warren Banks in the second round of MPS, but I want to do that again because he's insanely good. Mm. He's someone who wants to wrestle for ages, like before the progress stuff as well. Um, outside of progress, um, there's so many guys. Like, I've-, I've never had a singles match with Billy Hayes, which is insane because we've been in like 50 like scrambles and like tag matches and all that, but we've never had a one-on-one singles. Um, and like I mentioned as well... Uh, People like Joe Lando, Callum Newman, Maverick Mayhew, all like insanely good high flyers. And as you can probably tell, I love the flyer versus flyer match, (laughs) being a a big fan of Osprey Ricochet. Um, There's so many. Nino, uh, Alexander Roth, if you know Roth. Mm, Yeah, the hit set. Great stuff. Yes. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. He's really underrated. I want to wrestle him. Yeah,
0: I've been speaking. Um, I've tried to get on this podcast. Actually, everyone you're naming are just people that I have like on a list. (laughs) I just (laughs) text her in DMs and things, but I don't like being too pushy. But yeah, I know I'm a big fan of Alexander Roth. I had the chance to sit front row and see him work, and I don't understand why so many of those guys you mentioned. It's very hard to understand why they're not, you know. On every show and on a higher level because they're all so talented. But I guess there is. I think they will be though when things come back because there's so many
1: spaces and opportunities now. Like the people that got pushed aside for ages are just going to be pushed into the spots. Another match I want to mention because it never happened and I'm so pissed is pretty deadly. (laughs) I've known um, Sam Stoker since like my first day of training and I've always looked up to him. So I've always wanted to wrestle with him. And now, like, they're doing massive things. as pretty deadly, like, NXT UK Tag Champs. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to wrestle him for so long. I'm so annoyed it couldn't happen. I guess uh, one international name, and I don't know when international matches can happen, mm. uh, Mike Bailey. Mm. Like, he's someone... Anyone that's wrestled him speaks so highly of him, like, his mind, like, when you're planning everything. And obviously, I'm just a massive fan of his, like, seeing all his work from PWG... Uh, Defying like all of that, he's so good.
0: Yeah, he's another one who kicks. you I, I, mean, <clears throat> I don't. I don't want to make it just about. I've seen this match and I've seen that match, but I still remember seeing him face <laughs> Volta at Riptide, and I was just yeah. in awe of what I saw. Like I've never gotten over that. I've, I got a cheeky little couple of like you know snapshots of it, and I just I still watch it back and think, wow, like that is that mm-hmm. is really special. Obviously, check out Riptide's on-demand service. You have to see it. It is a masterpiece an absolute masterpiece um right uh obviously time is not a factor sir you can talk to me for as long or as little as you like depending on how well how annoyed you get to be honest we can even get the dog back (laughs) and do the rest of the podcast if needs be um is there anything you'd like to talk about before we get into word association because i normally like to finish with word association it's just a bit of fun for people to kind of you know get to know you a little bit more um well, I'm in no rush to like
1: run off, but I can't think of anything on the spot at the moment. That's maybe I'll think of something. I don't know.
0: It's up to you. Whatever you, <laughs> you want to do. We always have a part two. So I always say to people, they're more than welcome back on whenever they like. So, uh, and obviously, I know you're going to be a huge WWE star soon. So don't forget that you're on the <laughs> wrestle plug when you do start wrestling, guys. Like, you know, I mean, who's your favorite opponent in WWE right now? Who are you looking at and thinking, you know, would you like to get in there with Ricochet maybe because of what he meant to oh, you yeah. obviously breaking through?
1: Of course, I'd love to wrestle Ricochet. Uh, Jeff Hardy's still wrestling somehow after like fifty years of falling off twenty-foot things. Um, uh, yeah, there's so many people: uh, Mustafa Ali, Apollo Cruz, Kofi Kingston. I, I
0: could list off so many. All oh, so good, aren't they? Do you ever? Yeah. Um, uh, it's something actually. I'm curious because obviously I'm a I'm a heavyweight shock horror. Um, <laughs> so for me. Uh, I really enjoy working smaller guys because not only does it afford me an opportunity to see just how terrible my conditioning is, but also it gives me that chance to uh, work a very different style where I'm kind of... I, I really like the story of little guy trying to chop down the big guy, which is why Speedball versus Volta was so cool because on one side you've got this really deliberate giant of a human being who is literally looking for just that one chop which will kill someone. And of course on the other yeah. side you've got Mike Bailey, like this incredible high-flying whippet uh, martial artist just trying to break down the tree. Um, is there anyone, heavyweight-wise, big wise that you think I could really have a good match with someone like that. Like a Keith Lee, for instance, someone who can still move with great athleticism. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's tons of people. And like you said, I love that
1: dynamic as well. I love wrestling that way. That's why I love my match with Warren Banks so much. Like mm. I think it, the dynamic works really well. Like the big guy versus the little speedy guy, not that Warren's slow or anything. Cause he's insanely athletic for his size. Um, But yeah, I'd like, I'd love to wrestle water. <laughs> that would be a sick match for me. Um, Rampage Brown. Mm. I'd love to wrestle him. Um, of course, Keith Lee. I met Keith Lee a, a couple of times. I've done a training session with him and he's like one of the nicest men I've ever met. <laughs> That's <awesome.
0: laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. Fair do. Sorry, mate. Right. Well, we'll get to word association and then we'll let you get out of here. Cause I'm sure you uh, have many adoring fans now that you're a part of the WWE networks. So. Um, Right, I have a list of... Well, I did have a list, but the iPad seems to have gone walkies, which is not very, very professional on my end. Oh, no, there it is. Uh, There (laughs) we are. Right, I've got a list of wrestlers, and I would like you to just give me one word to describe them. Now, when I did this with Eddie Kenway, he gave me a novella for every single wrestler, which you're welcome to do so, to be fair. But, um, yeah, I'll read out names, and you just throw out the first word that comes to mind when you see these guys. And we'll start with something very nice and easy. Joe Lando.
1: i was trying to think of a way to say best flyer in europe in one word but there's not one we'll go with that best flyer in europe
0: we'll go with um statement association if needs be so you're not limited to one word so whatever first comes to mind in terms of a statement for these guys i'm happy for you to do that as well uh chris Ridgway actually which is very ironic he's second on the list hard as fuck (laughs) yeah have you ever taken one of these kicks
1: uh not yet but i hope to
0: <laughs> that is why you look so happy and healthy so um, <laughs> keep it that way for the love of god i still remember what he did i really david want francisco. to get
1: in there with him man yeah like
0: oh sorry what was that no i just remember him wrestling david francisco at that after hour show and i asked him oh, what it was like and he said <laughs> he have you ever us. had your soul yeah that oh, was oh man
1: but that's it. I love, like, it sounds so weird to people who don't wrestle, but I love getting hit really hard because it just fires me up. Fair so I feel like it would work really well,
0: like a match of Ridgway. Yeah, I'm a bit of a weird one because, like, when I initially get hit, I'm like, ow, and then after a while, my body's like, yeah, more. <laughs> but it has the kind of – it depends who I'm wrestling. If I'm working with, like, someone who's similar to me, like six three, six four, and they, like, start hammering me, i mean. Fucking cool. I <laughs> just kind of I don't know why, I just get an enjoyment out of it. But I suppose if you're gonna be a heavyweight, you've got to enjoy it. So it is what it is. Um Maverick Mayhew. Underrated. Mm, absolutely. He yeah, he had
1: success in progress before, like doing the, the Wembley show and all that. Yeah. But he's kind of like disappeared off of people's radars, and I think like he's one of the most naturally gifted wrestlers like
0: in the UK right now. Why do you think that is? Do you think that's just because he's so nice? Because he's such a lovely guy, maverick. Do you think he's like almost too <laughs> nice that he doesn't want to kick anyone's door down and say "book me"? <laughs> I th- I don't know. I think um,
1: I think there was a period where he he like kind of fell out of love with wrestling for a bit. Because uh, I'm quite close with him, I speak to him almost every day. Um, and yeah, I think like w- when wrestling's back, I think he's gonna get into it more because he seems to like be really motivated at the moment. He's he's just had a, a daughter. <laughs> and he's really enjoying the the family life at the moment. But he's so excited to get back to wrestling. So I hope he gets the recognition he deserves.
0: Yeah no I agree. Congratulations by the way maverick I'm sure he'll probably watch this. I don't want to be arrogant and assume he will be <laughs> yeah. congratulations mate. So yeah no, that's fucking awesome that is. Um right. Connor Mills.
1: I'm gonna say hard hitting again.
0: <laughs> he's very physical, isn't he? Because he's quite yeah. tall, quite gangly, but he's he's got a vaunted. I, I'm told by many guys he has quite the vaunted gas tank. He just keeps going and going.
1: Yeah, it's it, he's almost like a robot, but I don't get it. <laughs> like he just doesn't get tired. I wrestled him like three or four times now, and um I'm like two of them have been like quite long matches. Um one of them you can see on youtube on pro wrestling ambushes uh youtube channel mm. which i was i was very happy with that match but yeah it, it goes like i think just under 20 minutes and by the end of it i'm just like, <gasps> like i can barely do any of the moves we planned <laughs> and mills just just say like come on we gotta get through it <laughs>
0: get on with mate we've Are only just started
1: <laughs> yeah and literally like he he's probably I've been hit the hardest when I've been in the ring with him, but like, I look like I've been in bar fights after I wrestled him. <laughs> but
0: yeah, he's corner. insanely
1: good. Oh, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but Conor Mills is one of who's got. I'm, I'm slightly intimidated by Conor Mills. I don't know why. Just like, <laughs> people are like, oh, you must not be scared of any of these wrestlers because you're huge. And I'm like, I'm scared of everybody because I've just been of nobody. So I'm just like... I uh, look at Connor Mills and his work rate, and I think, wow, I really pray I don't have to wrestle you because you will make me look <laughs> no oh shit by comparison. Like no, was... but
1: that, that's the thing. Like, he's so insanely good. Like, no matter what level you are, he could get in there with literally a fucking like broomstick and have a five-star match. Like, he's
0: awesome. such an insanely good worker. Like, he'll put anyone over. He's like our Di- Daniel Bryan, isn't he, in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would love that comparison. it be like, yes, <laughs> I can just yeah, see. He's it. a
1: huge Daniel Bryan fan, so yeah, we'll love that. Is he?
0: Well, as he actually should be. Yeah. Who isn't a Daniel Bryan fan? To be fair, um, yeah. right. Kid, like us.
1: Inspiration. I remember. I think one of the first Brit Rose shows I went to was an IPW one as a trainee, mm. and uh, it was the first time I'd never heard of him before. I'd seen Chris Brooks before in a previous show, and this was the first time. Like early in the CCK days, uh, I saw them wrestle. They actually wrestled um, Maverick Mayhew and someone else. I think Connor Hunter, one of yeah. the other IPW trainees at the time. And seeing Lycos for the first time, I was just like, "This guy is so good!" Like, and I'd never, I hadn't really seen like much um, like Japanese wrestling at that point, apart from the the Super Juniors match I'd saw seen. And he has a lot of like Dragon Gate influence to him. So it's the first time like being exposed to that style, and I was just like blown away with it. Yeah, so yeah, no. he's definitely a big inspiration to me.
0: Yeah, Lycos is kind of like I, I first really got into the British Independence scene like way, way back when FWA days, but then when I kind of jumped back into it um, when things started really picking up, when Progress started being a thing again I remember seeing Lycos for the first time and I was like what the fuck? some <laughs> some geezer in a weird mask and, that, and then you see him work and you think, wow, and like I've, I've got nice memories of Lycos as well because um, like at one of the, I can't remember which one, I think it was Chapter 55 Chase the Sun for Progress <laughs> when they won the tag titles from uh, British Strong Style in a ladder match. And I still remember yes. him jumpy. If you go back and watch, he kind of runs into the crowd and hugs this huge person. That's me. Like, he just randomly ran over <laughs> and hugged me. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, he doesn't know who I am, but that's awesome. So yeah, I'm still marking out about that like four years later. So <laughs> I'll take that to my I parents.
1: would too if he came and hugged me.
0: yeah exactly like to me like I am one of these people like I'm very grateful that even I've even had like a sniff of what the business is and I never take that for granted so even a a moment as small as that which might be insignificant to others I think that's pretty cool to be fair oh no man and it's
1: like so natural to mark out and everything I've been around wrestlers that I was I've been watching for young like I've met uh, John Morrison when he was on the indies and I was just so starstruck when I first saw him I was like this guy's real like (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, so like well. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh. you're making us all look shit John
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was literally um, in, the, in the backstage thing helping set up and he took his top off and I was like it
0: looks photoshopped but it's in real life like how do you have that many abs <laughs> it doesn't make sense just unfair isn't it you're just like okay okay that's well yeah even my pinnacle's not getting near that so I'll just go and (laughs) hide behind the curtain now thank you (laughs) so yeah no he's um he is pretty awesome that is quite nice it's quite refreshing because I always think oh stop marking out you're supposed to be a fucking professional but he's it's difficult especially when you're at an older age like me because I think I haven't got that much time left I'd probably like to say although Doug Williams has kind of proven otherwise as well coming out of (laughs) this yeah um but at the same time i think i just you know that's my advice to anyone who asks me god knows why anyone would ask my advice just enjoy every moment because you know it's cool mm. it is it's awesome really try and enjoy it and uh, i know there's like a mentality of you must be miserable and stern all the time and not speak to people and all that kind of stuff and obviously you need to be respectful but at the same time you know if people are willing to chat to you and smile at you and stuff you know have a chat with them speak to them like be a human being it's nice you know exactly like, and every, guys.
1: everyone's a mark of someone Yes. Like you're gonna mark out for someone, you're gonna think they're the coolest person in in the room, but then they go to a different show and they're gonna be like that with someone else. Like no everyone sense. gets it.
0: No, oh, it's nice to hear, man.
1: Uh, Tyler Bate. Um, big strong boy.
0: <laughs> Important effect. He's jacked.
1: <laughs> yeah, he. I remember seeing him deadlift water. And like, I've, I've met him, and he's like the same height as me. And I'm like, How, like, how are you that strong?
0: <laughs> insane <some Yeah>. genetic. <laughs> the first time I saw him live was a week before he won the UK Championship, and he was at the cockpit in front of like 120 people. And he just deadlifted yeah. German Dave Mastiff. I was like,
1: fucking insane.
0: The shit? I was like, <laughs> I think he was like 17, 18 at the time, right? Yeah insane that's upset i couldn't even complete friends. gta at that age and this cretin <laughs> <fucking> destroying <laughs> like he, bomber mastiff
1: <laughs> he looks like a, a grown man at 17 and here i am at 21 looking 12 years old like just, give me some genetics or something i don't know
0: yeah he's quite yeah i want to see i want to see a dna test because it looks like so it's kind of weird actually it looks like someone has spliced trent seven's head onto him a little bit and then made it look <laughs> like <laughs> young <laughs> no offense to trent seven obviously very handsome young man but um, <laughs> and obviously killing it on nxt uk uh, which is ironic really because he's the next name trent seven trent seven
1: uh passionate i've i've had a couple training sessions with him And the way he speaks about wrestling, like you would think like he's just discovered it. Like he's always so excited to speak about it. Like loves it. Like just wants to get involved, wants to help people. So yeah, he's a great guy to train with.
0: Yeah. I, I look up to Trent because he's kind of like, you know, he's, he, I think he's ever so slightly older than me, but he just still wrestles like he's in his 20s. And that kind of mm. reminds me that there is no excuse as far as age goes. You can still do something. You, you may not reach the pinnacle like Trent, but yeah, he's he's another one that like really has, And obviously he's kind of like a founding father, isn't he, of our current scene as well. Like So yeah, a lot of time for him. Um, not too many left, to be fair. And then we'll let you get out of Dodge, sir. Uh, David Francisco Ooh.
1: Um, Sweetheart <laughs> He may not seem it unchosen His character and everything But he's literally one of the nicest guys like That I, I have the pleasure to be around At shows and everything And at training I remember he was running the uh, Well he still is like a, a coach at Knucklelocks mm. And he was running the beginners course For a bit And uh, I just went to help out, like, be an extra body on the beginner's course. And, like, the way he, like, treated the beginners, it was, like, so good to see. Um, Because, like, he was always so patient, so kind with them, like, took the time, made sure everyone felt comfortable. And it was just really nice to see.
0: Yeah, that is quite refreshing as well, because, like, I I still feel like I'm a beginner, um, and especially with a pandemic, I feel like I've had to completely reset. So for me, I want to start from scratch again. And I must admit, like, despite my demeanor, I'm quite terrified of training in some ways. I would get really bad anxiety. And like I started a red pro, which was really good, to be fair. They, they looked after me reasonably well. But at the same time, it was one of those things where it was like, there wasn't much leeway, you know, they kind of like don't have as much patience for you if you don't get things right early doors. And then people were like, I need to go to knuckle locks mate like Dave Francisco and make sure that, you know, he he affords you plenty of time to learn it the right way because ultimately there's nothing wrong with making mistakes in training. That's what you're there for. So, you know, it's, um, I think it's one of those things where when it resumes, I'm hoping that that's going to be the place that I land. So if anyone wonders why there's that big fat, Paste the Arab dude from the podcast, then yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> um right. <clears throat> Chuck Mambo. <laughs> um,
1: amazing. <laughs> like, he's such an amazing guy, an amazing wrestler. Um he's just like it's full of energy. Every time I see him, he's just like, it's like he's had 10 shots of caffeine. Like I don't get how he's so energetic. Like, I remember at the at the progress tapings. Uh, we did them like four days in a row. I remember the second day everyone came in like so sore, so stiff after their first <laughs> match back in like a year. And he just burst through the door like, what's up? Yeah. I was like, how are you? What are you? <laughs> and like, yeah, he's such an insanely good wrestler. I've, I've wrestled him once in a tag match, but I really want to wrestle him again.
0: Yeah, I love Chuck. He's uh, he was one of the very first interviews we had, actually, and he's somebody I consider a friend. Like, we always chat to each other at shows. Um, he's he's really cool. Like, I remember when I did the ring crew stuff, like, I'm just sitting there. We were sitting there, like, you know, typical, like, ring crew boys. Don't talk to anyone. Just be quiet. And Chuck Memo comes bursting out of the ring as soon as he sees me and jumps on me. And everyone's just like, oh, OK, fair enough. <laughs> like, he's just such a... <laughs> a sweetheart a real friendly awesome person like i feel like he is the kind of person that people should look at if they're feeling like they're a little bit uneasy about maybe coming back to wrestling and watching wrestling as a fan um just remember there are guys like yourself chuck mambo you know guys who are genuinely really good salt of the earth human beings who are always going to have your safety in mind so you know give them the opportunities because they deserve that um a couple of women i've got on this list obviously because we are very much about equality here Uh, minnie mckenzie
1: strong (laughs) um i saw a, a video of her deadlifting 120 kg i think it was Wow! and she yeah for her size it's like i think my personal best on deadlift is 120 and i saw that and she weighs less than me as well i saw that and i was like i just don't want to deadlift anymore like <laughs> she is so insanely strong for her size and such a good wrestler as well like watching um kanji versus millie from the last chapter hmm. so good no, no no surprise that she got signed <laughs> like she's very good
0: yeah she's insanely talented she, I, the word i'd use is probably prodigy i think you don't yeah. You just don't get talents like that. And they're, they're she's very much a once in a generation talent. And I've met her as well, and she's just such a lovely person as well. She deserves the world. So yeah, I think a lot of people are very proud of her considering what she had to go through. So I'm pretty chuffed for her, to be fair. Uh interesting one. Uh, bearing in mind some of these have been uh given to me courtesy of wrestlers and uh, our audience as well. Lucia Lee. Lucia Lee,
1: um lovely. I've never met her before uh, in person, but I've like spoken to her over over social medias and that. And obviously she's done a lot of great things for like speaking out and supporting other girls and guys that have come out with their stories. Um, yeah, she's really supportive of like like if you get to know her like over social media, she's really supportive. Like never met her in person, but she's always like commenting and liking all my posts and stuff, telling me like uh, how well I'm doing with like my gym progress and all that. So yeah, just a lovely
0: girl. Awesome man, that's very really lovely to hear. Actually, I I do see her tweeting and stuff, and um, I'm very proud of her for sticking her neck out because it's very difficult. Like you say, with speaking out to, or just speaking out in general, was a very difficult thing for a lot of people. So you know, I was I'm just very proud of anyone who you know has the guts and the strength of character to stick their voice out there and make sure it's heard the way it is. Um, huh, There's a few strange ones here. <laughs> Charles Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: hilarious (laughs) he's such a funny guy just to speak to he's got such like a good natural charisma like even just outside the ring like he's just so fun to be around uh and he him and hustle malone have done an insanely good job at commentary given i don't think either of them had done commentary before Mm. uh and i know like both of them are quite like nervous before the first lot of tapings about doing it uh, and I just knew, like, they'd be great because both of them are insane talkers. Like, they're really good promos. Uh, and, yeah, that, like, it's just so funny to be around. I love him.
0: <laughs> yeah, hustle Malone actually really surprised me as well because, like, uh, I... I- I don't want to brag, but I feel like I'm good at talking. And I feel like commentary has always been kind of like the perfect job for me. And I really like putting over other talents, as you can tell. And I felt like and watching that, I was actually quite stunned because someone was like, Yeah, Hassel Malone's never commentated before. I was like, he's got a great cadence, great character. Like he just carries himself beautifully. So yeah, great job, man. Great job if you ever watch this. Like, yeah, no, he's really good, but Charles Crowley is hilarious. Plus, I really like the monkey because it reminds me of the monkeys from Black Ops zombies. So oh like, yeah 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 it reminds me of the monkey bomb <laughs> every time i see it i think one day i'm really hoping he's gonna throw it in the ring and everyone's gonna just be drawn towards it and he's gonna use it knowing him he'd probably do something like that <laughs> that does strike me so what do you think about the cinematic stuff as well that he did like you know is that something you'd like to do some of like would you like to be involved in like cinematic wrestling uh otherworldly oh, yeah. wrestling <laughs> yeah definitely i was i was a big fan of um You're cordially
1: invited. Uh, A lot of people on there, like, I knew. And obviously, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I know um, Charles Crowley, but, like, I didn't... I purposely didn't ask, like, what it was all about because I wanted to be surprised. And I was just, like, blown away with what it was. Because before it was announced, he just announced, like, the wrestlers that were on it. And Mm. I was just assuming, like, oh, it's probably going to be, like, a big rumble or something. I don't know what it's going to be. And then I watch it, and it's, like, this, like... <laughs> insane weird masterpiece <laughs> of like wrestler hunger games like it's
0: mental that's a great way to put it actually the wrestler hunger game oh I'm gonna have to steal that now like I just yeah no I love that that's really good um no it was it was fantastic hopefully we'll get to see you on them man I'd love to see that uh maybe you could kill off Mad Kurt if he resurrects himself <laughs> no I'd be happy to <laughs> <laughs> such a cretin isn't he Okay, um, such a credit um, I love Curtis I really do um, yeah no he's he's just awesome one yeah. final name sir uh, Danny Black Swat <laughs> love that honesty <laughs> um, I assure you nobody has ever used that word around me to describe you so you're obviously
1: not. I'm sure people have used it to describe me <laughs> maybe not around you but um yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like because I'm on on progress now, like it's good being around the more experienced guys to get advice character wise, because like I said before this, I didn't really know what direction I was going, mm. and like especially in training and that, I've always been comfortable doing like the physical activity of wrestling, yeah. but outside of wrestling, especially as well, I'm, very, I'm a very shy person, so like I don't really like show off my personality in the ring or doing promos or anything especially but i'm terrible at promos it's something i need to get better at because <laughs> literally like talking to you now i'm fine but then like sit me down in front of a camera knowing i have to speak like my anxiety just goes through the roof and i just freeze up and like, oh i can't do it um but yeah like i'd say danny black is still finding himself uh and progress is helping speed up that process quite a lot. Like I've, I felt like I've gotten so much better just over the two tapings we've done. So I just can't wait to do some, do more stuff with them.
0: Yeah. I think you're on the right path, to be honest, mate. I'm very impressed with everything I've seen of you. I'm a huge fan personally. Um, I, I really love your style of work and also it's lovely to know that you're a pretty decent human being even though some people think you're apparently a twat. I don't know who those people are but send them my way and we'll deal with them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, as, as far as social media goes, where can people find you so that they can follow your amazing journey? This is where I
1: forget all my handles. Um, <laughs> on Twitter, it's Danny underscore Black underscore 99. And then Instagram, it's Danny Black underscore 99. Um, so annoying that I couldn't get the same one for both. Uh <laughs> oh yeah, on Facebook, Danny Black Pro Wrestler. Uh I've got a YouTube channel, just Danny Black, where I've posted like loads of uh highlight MVs of some matches I had like before the, the pandemic and all that. Got a few older matches, like full matches, uh, one with RJ Singh from Battle Pro that I really liked from a few years ago. Um <clears throat> That's about it. I haven't got any merch out at the moment. <laughs> uh I'll be putting some out probably winter time, I think. I've got a design ready. Ooh. Um, merch is something I love doing. because <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm I'm personally into like fashion than that like in my normal life. I love streetwear and fashion. So like getting to make my own clothes and people buying it is just like so sick to me. So yeah, something I love doing.
0: No, that's fair enough, mate. Um, all these social media links that have just been mentioned will be available in the description. So I'll check out that little bit below and also if you're listening to this make sure you check out the description of the podcast it'll be available on that as well uh it's been a pleasure mate thank you so much for coming on i appreciate that obviously uh life is very very busy for a lot of us myself included but um i was not going to miss an opportunity to talk to one of the biggest stars one of the biggest rising stars in british wrestling congratulations on all your success i genuinely mean that i think you deserve every ounce of what you have achieved so far mate and what you will achieve going forward Oh, thanks so
1: much. i really enjoyed it. And
0: thanks for your kind words. My pleasure, sir. Really My, pleasure. My pleasure, mate. I look forward to seeing you finally uh, break that uh, break that glass ceiling, mate. You and Ricochet at fast lane. I look forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> That's going to be a good one. I cannot wait for that. And don't forget where you came from, WrestlePlug. <laughs> Make sure you I'll tell Ricochet I on the plug next. That'll be good yeah, stuff. Go. <laughs> but yeah, no, absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for coming on, man. No worries. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, man.